Okay, so you may be wondering what this is. Well, our Patreons won't be. In fact, you guys shouldn't be because I should have explained it last week. But basically today, we're uh, on our way back. As you listen to these very dulcet tones of both mine and... Me. Beckers. We'll be on our way back from... We'll be on a coach. Hopefully not too worse for wear. Um, But after spending Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday at Glastonbury. Um, so last night we should have seen, I don't know who's Sunday headline. If it's Guns N' Roses, then I probably won't be in a good state right now. I think it's Elton John on the Sunday. It's Elton John on the Sunday. Oh, well, I might be in a good state. I'll stop I'll drinking ale. I'll have to double check. Anyway, um, so what we thought we'd do, we were going to just put out a Patreon episode, an old Patreon episode, and then I thought, you know what? No. No. Let's, you know, at least let's give something new to people to listen to. And this is very much coming from a place of, um, friendship. <laughs> That's the wrong way to put it. What? No, I mean, you know, like the way you listen to podcasts. Friends. Friends. Podcast friends. Podcast friends. But you know the way you listen to podcasts for company? Well, not necessarily company, but for example, they've got podcasts in general. I started podcasting because I listened to podcasts and they got me through, you know, they took my mind elsewhere mm. when I needed to be elsewhere. Right. And, you know... Especially, like, it wouldn't be right to put a Patreon episode out, and if our Patreons are the ones, you know, who are like like the show so much, they sign up and support it financially. Mm. It wouldn't be right for them to hear something they've already heard, as well as. Okay. And also, for anyone who, you know, um, if people can't are not in a position to support the show financially, it doesn't mean they shouldn't get any less either. So, I think new content is what it's all about. God, that was a hell of an intro, wasn't it? Wasn't it just? It, what it does mean is, obviously, there's going to be no um, people getting the names swung out for joining Patreon today, because we've no idea who's joined, because this mm-hmm. is well in the past. This is, um, we're recording this on Friday... Yes. Oh, so a week, Friday gone, ago. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, it, about eight days ago, we're recording this. Mm. Well, literally. Um, if not longer, no, right. 10 days maybe. Anyway, anyway, it's in the past is all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And today's episode is just going to be, be, be pre-warned. Although we're going to try and talk generally about the paranormal and other stuff, it's just going to be me and Becca having a chat, okay, for like 30 minutes. Um, so yeah, so that's the episode. That's today's episode in a nutshell. That's me describing it right there. What make you of that? Far too long. It was too, far too long. <laughs> I should have just went to ChatGPT and said, I want to say this, can you tell me it's shorter? How to do an intro. Even ChatGPT would have said, no, I I'm sorry, I can't do this. Are you alright there just sending texts? I'm not sending texts. You fucking are. I'm not. Everyone can hear you. No, they can't because I've just turned that off. Oh, so you acknowledge you send a text? Well, actually, I was looking for ghost stories. Oh, fair enough. Okay. It's all right with you. I'll just wind my neck right back in. I mean, I'm on a website called Spooky Isles, so Isles well, is in like yeah, I S L E A I S L E S Islays. Yes. Well, you know what I found out yesterday. Speaking of, I don't know why that means. Islay reminds me of whiskey. That reminds me of gin. Ryan Reynolds owns Aviation Gin, which blew my tiny mind. Yeah, I know, you, you told me this. And He's you know, got a diversified portfolio, I Yeah, think. he has. And I was saying to Beck yesterday, from reading an article, obviously, this didn't just come to me in a dream, that um, he bought, you know, he he's owns Wrexham Football Club in the UK, along with uh, McElhinney. I don't know his first name. I think it might be Rob again. I don't know. But 
Um, they bought it for two point five million, and immediately went to Disney and arranged a documentary series that for each episode Wrexham gets four hundred thousand dollars, or four hundred thousand pounds, one of the two. Anyway, they've just renewed it for a second season, so that's paid for the purchase of the club. Mm. But then they've went from thirty thousand followers on TikTok to um, Instagram and the likes to five million. They've got sponsorship deals for millions of pounds off TikTok, off all these other things. They've basically, you know, anything he touches turns to gold. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, because it's the interest. Him buying it has caused the interest in him buying it. <laughs> in yeah, a, in a exactly. Way. It's like a it's, the other thing that blew me mind recently. Self-generated content. Self-generated content. You know what? It's weird you saying that because I was just thinking before when I was in the shower, I need to send an, an email of, Gratitude to Ian Bowlesworth from the Parapod. Because I wouldn't be sat here now doing this full time if not for hearing him use the phrase self-generated content. But anyway, um, also on the same vein of the Ryan Reynolds thing, this again, this isn't paranormal. I read recently about David Beckham. Right, now David Beckham's a British footballer or English footballer who's renowned or was renowned for being a bit thick but being good at football. Now, when he was 32, which is arguably, you know, the, almost your peak of your career, you know, at that point, you're not as fast as you were, but you're much more intelligent in the game. So, like, Steven Gerrard was kind of still on his peak at 32, realistically. Experienced. Wasn't he? Experienced. But he decided to make the move from, I think, Real Madrid to America to play for LA Galaxy. But as part of his contract, not only did he get paid millions of pounds... He had written in there that he would have the right to purchase a franchise of an MLS team for twenty-five million pounds or dollars, even whenever he so choose or chose to. Now, when he retired, he'd done that and made Inter Miami, um, and it was automatically added to the MLS conference or whatever it is. Um, it now it he, over the period of like eight years, it was worth six hundred million. And they've just signed Lionel Messi, who's the world's most known footballer outside of Cristiano Ronaldo, arguably. And now it's worth approximately a billion. And it's just, you know, took from soft to clever. Interestingly, in Messi's contract that he's just signed, he's got the same deal as Beckham. He can start a franchise when he when he retires. You have to limit the number then you give away, don't you? Yeah, because no, it's just a lot of ex-footballers <laughs> running a, up, yeah. a league. There was a like an interest. It's an interesting thing. I mean, this is very quickly just non-paranormal at all. Can we crack on with the ghosts, please? In fact, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> no, no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. I was about to say like like how MLS. Is... I was about to say what I was going to say anyway. No, all I was going to say is very quickly. Back in the nineties, the UK, um, the English league was a bit looked down upon football-wise from the rest of Europe, and then we signed Chelsea signed Rude Hullet, I think, and Gianfranco Zola. In their like thirties, and it boosted it up. Have you got to get that? No, it's almost on me. It's fine. Shall I try? I'll try. Let's see. Spam call. Hello. Yes, speaking. Beth is literally just buttoned that person. Um, she went. You're breaking up, and I'm fine with whatever you're selling. Bye. Boop. It's a. It's a. Scam, it's not they say it's about your phone accounts, but it's not actually the phone account provider. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a scam. Yeah, it is a scam. You're quite And right. I told it last time they did this. I told them not to ring me again. But, sorry, just to finish my point very quickly. So in the 90s, the UK League or the, the Premiership signed some getting older, really famous players. Rude Hullet, Gianfranco Zola, people like that, Ravinelli. And 10 years later, were one of the best leagues in Europe. Now, interestingly, MLS, the American version, is signing these players at the end of their careers similar to what the UK done or English football done um, 20 years ago. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with the MLS and the players are packed out stadiums. Like, do you know what? It's largely thanks to Ted Lasso, according to the Guardian. I read mm. like attendance is to uh, US soccer, soccer matches. Yeah. Has gone through the roof. I mean, Ted Lasso is excellent. Ted Lasso is amazing. Mm. But anyway, ghosts. If we could, if mind awfully. If we don't mind awfully, Kevin, you alleged curator of the phenomenon. Sake. So, um, because one of us needs to bring something spooky well, to the table. damn right. Um, so I'm going to combine this with what I'm super excited about now, and it's on topic, because we're on our way back from Glastonbury, except we're not, we're going. Ooh, Ooh mind blown. Um, so let's talk about Glastonbury Ghosts. Okay. Not Festival Ghosts. Good, I was going to say, that'd be weird. So, Glastonbury Festival is in... Somerset. Yes. Now, it's actually a little bit, like, I'm, I don't know, I have zero idea of the distances, but it's actually closer to Shepton Mallet than Glastonbury itself. You say that like I'm fully aware of Shepton Mallet. Someone hasn't been doing any research. <laughs> you alright? What's up? I think my laugh, then the cat just gets scarped, and I think it's because my laugh went, Did <laughs> you not do that to her? Well, she I absolutely laughed. I mean, I don't know why I laugh like a, like a clown who'd been hit by a car, but... Bless her, she did. She probably did like a cartoon like thing where her spot. legs were going and she wasn't going. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, what, so what, what's the, the relevance town. of you t- telling us that it's closer to Shepton Mallet? Well, I'm just saying, so, the, so Glastonbury Town, because yeah. we haven't been to the town. It's all well and good saying we go to the festival. No, someone actually Instagram me saying you should go to this particular shop um, or visit the village. They said yeah, I think we love Glastonbury ta- like Village. Outside of the festival, yeah. like I wouldn't go on festival weekends because it'd be heaving anyway. But yeah, um, yeah, you like just doing the Wednesday or Thursday when there's fuck all on. What do you mean there's loads on? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> the other day came up with this idea the other day that I could not have wanted to shoot it down more if he'd been looking at shooting me instead. He was like, you know what? I had a thought. Considering we're getting the coach next time, if we get tickets, we'll just go down on the Friday instead. No. And I was like, what? And he was like, oh, you know, if we get, because we've got... No, the whole point was, is that we've managed to get a TP yeah. pre-erected, so we don't have to worry about where we camp. And he was like, And the reason why people leave early is to get a camping spot. This is a lie. It's not. So it's the reason people queue up and try to get in, but it's not the reason people go on the Wednesday. People go on the Wednesday because it opens on the Wednesday, and the Wednesday and the Thursday are two festival days. The headliners aren't playing yet. They start playing Friday. But you don't of, go no, for the headliners. the stages are open. Yes, there are. There's music, plenty of places. There's, there's no, yeah, but they're like people running off like amplifiers around by Right, there is wasps. so much going on. It's like, it's a proper city size. I showed you this map. We've got this map. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you put the, the size of Glastonbury, like, like there's this website, isn't it? Like, just like you're about to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it basically does like the footprints of the festival. Yeah, and you can put it anywhere on the map. So obviously, we did Liverpool to see, and it's massive. Like, it's it's as big as the city centre, isn't it? Yeah, it's like um, right from down, um, from down on the waterfront, like right up to 
past. Um, no one really knows this, but past yeah, no the Royal knows. Hospital. Yeah, 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 past the Royal. Um, anyway, it's Mark, like it's vile. So there's huge amount, there's loads going on. And if you went on the Friday, you would miss so much. And you were like, no, people only go to get a campsite. And I was like, no, they don't. They go because that's the day it opens. So they want to go in. They queue up early to get a campsite. But just uh, like we're not queuing up early, we're, we'll get there once the gates are already open. All right, but all I'll say is every year that Glastonbury comes around and we've managed to get tickets, when we've had discussions with people and they've said, oh, you know what, we can't get down till Thursday, we won't get a bloody campsite. Yeah, but they do get a space, they always get a space. No, we've seen, and it is, I do feel really tight, like on Friday morning when people have arrived as well, they literally st- stood on like a three-inch patch of grass looking at each other with this four-man tent like, and trying to set it up in the pathway of where thousands of people are walking. And you're like, you're not going to get a fucking no, wink are, of sleep. There are plenty of places. There's so many different campsites. They might not get the one in the one that they would have chosen. They won't get one in, like, the main areas. But there's plenty on the outskirts still. Um, but anyway, I will absolutely never agree to miss two days of the festival. Because okay. that is the point. Like, it's you'd miss so much. Oh, so interestingly as well, break. like, um, my, um, what was it? Not a therapist. The, the one I was going to have me back, what are they called? Physiotherapist. Physiotherapist. She's going to, and she was saying a friend of hers is going, because she's a similar age to me, my physiotherapist, who you thought I was going to run away with. Um, well, you did not get on well. We did get on oh, well. Oh, she's so funny. Oh, she's into the same music as me. Oh, we had a great discussion about this. Like, oh, did you? Did you marry her, <laughs> did you marry her while you were there? Becca's go-to. Whenever I say mention any female and say, yeah, she was all right, she goes, one, just marry her. I don't, it's not any female when it's all right. It's when you're like, oh, we're just kindred spirits. I didn't say we're kindred spirits. Anyway, she said a friend of hers who's exceptionally rich, apparently for the first time ever at Glastonbury, there's a five-star hotel being built on site with butler and concierge. Now, I can't see that, that, so I'd be interested to find it. No, I don't mean I can't see it anywhere. Are you going to meet her and she's going to show you? She's not staying there. (laughs) No, but she, you know. She might be going to Glastonbury. She is going to Glastonbury. Did you get a number? No, I've got, I've got the number of someone in case I need to get in touch with her. So she is going to Glastonbury. No, I don't mean I don't mean at Glastonbury. I don't mean I, I don't mean I've got a number. As in like, <laughs> do you have any plans to meet this no. woman? Because this way you're taking a turn. Even I, I was joking earlier. Jesus. She was at the Libertines when we went to the Libertines as well, and I pointed her out to you and said, "That's her over there." I don't remember you pointing her out to me. You must have pointed her out to your mate. You? To you? I went with you? Yeah, but I know, but I was at the... I don't remember you pointing her out to me. Well, anyway, I did. Um, and that was my point. I was like, listen, I've just been... This morning I was in her office, like, unable to touch my toes, and now I'm at a rock concert. Mm. Anyway. A rock so concert? A <laughs> rock concert. <laughs> you love it. I was at a rock concert. <laughs> you love your last time we took it revoked. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this hotel, I would stay in that hotel if we could. I bet you, yeah. But uh, who wouldn't? Well, there's some people are like, oh, it's not the vibe, it's not the theme. You yeah, know. fuck that. Yeah, there's yeah. a certain age take you get covers. over where you're like, nah. Yeah, take the cover. Um, anyway, Glastonbury ghosts. Yes, right. Okay. So what we was trying to get to mm. um, is that is the village of Glastonbury is a couple of miles away. Probably not. Probably a bit closer. No idea. It's closer to um, Shepton Mallet, I believe. <laughs> no, the festival is closer. Famous to for. Being the village that you go into to get to Glastonbury. For Malats. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we'd really like the village. It's supposed to be very, like, um, I don't know how to say this. It's very hippie, like, very earth Bohemian. lines and all that, yeah. Um, so there's 
And apparently, it's very historic though as well. There's a whole thing about. Oh yeah, well, it's got the Glastonbury tour, isn't it? The yeah. whole um, Arthurian legend. Um. So we're reading. And where my one of my most terrifying tales took place. So I'm going to read something from Spooky Isles, and this is Glastonbury haunted places to visit. Okay. okay. Um. And the article starts Glastonbury or Avalon. Glastonbury was both an Isle of the Dead and an Isle of the Blessed. Two pagan deities are known to reside here, and both are related to the underworld. The fairy king Avalok is said to have presided over the town. Little is known about him, although it's believed he was the father of the mother goddess Modron. He used the tour as a gateway where the souls of the dead can pass freely. Just to say, the tour is a giant mound of earth. So it's like it's, it's a hill, basically. Sounds really exciting. No, it's like a really tall hill, but like a, I think it's got a a, a, a brick, like a not castle, but like a small watch lookout tower from the Middle Ages. On proper that. selling this. That's where <laughs> my fucking nearly getting kidnapped story. Part of that takes place there. Anyway, are you desperate to tell the story? You I've just told it many times. Head? Everyone knows yeah. it. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Use the so, so it's very. Like, it's very steeped in medieval history, isn't it, Glastonbury? And this whole, yeah, like, yeah, ye yeah. old England and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, to quote yeah. Eddie Izzard, it's very... What the hell is that? Eddie Izzard says about, like, he says, we've got wonderful places in England. We've got, like, Stonehenge, which is very... He said, you know, and that, that kind of, that works. He said... You don't have like Trump Tower, which is like so. Anyway, Glastonbury's very. I think I need to take regain control of this podcast. <laughs> Shut up. Um, another deity also associated with the tour, Gwyn Ap Nudd of the Welsh tradition, used the tour for a doorway to the dead. Gwyn was the lord of the underworld and the wild hunt. It was believed on dark nights when the moon is full that you could hear his ghost hounds traversing the sky hunting for souls. These traditions... Will you pipe down? Right, fine, no. No, no. Ruin your own podcast, you sit here singing (laughs) Ghost Rider and everyone will think it's rubbish and, you know, why should... No, go on, I'm into this because um, it's a a well-known, well, obviously, it's a well-known idea or belief that hills and mounds and stuff are doorways to like spirit worlds, underworlds and stuff. Right, okay. Um, so these traditions must have built up around Glastonbury for a reason. I believe, uh-oh, we're getting uh-oh. into I believe territory. Since the dawn of man, the Tor and Glastonbury have been a site of burial and ultimately rebirth. So let us take a journey with the town, with, sorry, with some of the town's dead inhabitants. So now okay. we're into actual ghosts. So that was actual all like ghosts. the spirits and the history behind it. Yeah, that was the this preamble. Yeah. So first of all, we'll look at Glastonbury Abbey. Okay. Glastonbury has a huge abbey. Many legends are attached to the abbey. Many believe that the holy thorn tree that can be seen in the grounds originated from Joseph of... Arimathea. Yes, Arimathea. Yeah. Arimathea. Not surprised that Stat- I know the Joseph of Arimathea story in Glastonbury. <laughs> Sauce. <laughs> Fucking hell, Becca. Who do you think he am? <laughs> well, it can be seen originated from Joseph of Arimathea's staff. Others are convinced that King Arthur and Queen Guinevere, Guinevere? Guinevere. Guinevere are buried in the Abbey grounds. Whatever one believes, the Abbey was one of the richest and most elaborate in the country and can celebrate over 2,000 years of Christianity. Some proclaim that King Arthur was laid to rest here after the Battle of Baden Hill, while others believe this was a site near Cadbury Castle. Cadbury Castle? Yes. Chocolate Castle? Yes. 
Arthur was brought to Avalon and laid to rest in the centre of the Abbey. Most legends state that Arthur lay in an eternal sleep until England needs such a hero again. At Glastonbury, the legendary is quite the reverse. Local legends claim that after Arthur's death, a powerful negative spirit, a black armoured knight with glowing red eyes and a burning desire to eradicate all records of the ancient Arthurian legends, began to appear in the Abbey grounds. In the past, and even more recently, a number of researchers have witnessed this figure in the Abbey grounds. No one knows why he is trying to destroy the memory of Arthur, but the legend is now over 400 years old. That's really interesting. I like all that. And I, I didn't know this idea that Arthur is remaining like dormant until England needs him. Well, I'd say now's the time to shine, although we could not. Yeah, I, I would disagree hand, because I, I doubt like this deity is going to go oh, and rise from the grave and wield his sword and go, what is wrong? And we go, cost of living crisis. He'd go, what is thou cost of living? I think you could take and you put us back in the EU and he'd jump to attention. Yeah, we've left Europe. What is Europe? <laughs> Just could see what is Europe. They still had Europe. It wasn't. Did they fuck? They did. Yeah, it was still existed, but it wasn't known. I mean, they didn't have the EU. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Europe. During the nineteen seventies, the Ghost Club sounds like something you need to get involved in. I started my own Ghost Club. Yeah. Thank you very much. Invest- Two members investigated the ladies' chapel. <laughs> Little nerd. One investigator walked into the chapel and was aware of a white-robed figure ahead of him. Thinking he was witnessing a ceremony of some sort, he walked quickly to the centre of the chapel and saw a column of figures all walking towards the exit. He couldn't determine whether they were nuns or monks, just that they were dressed in white habits. He started to make his way out of the abbey when he began to feel strange. He believed he was caught up in a vortex, he began to lose sight of the figures and everything was back to normal. You know what, that that does tie in with my kidnap story. (laughs) I'm going to have to say, so basically... The guy who, you all know the story about me getting a lift off a guy who wasn't part of the group I was with, but I thought he was, so I got in his car mm-hmm. when I was like 16. Wasn't that in Liverpool then? Yeah, I was in Liverpool with the cafe to the back. Anyway, he said, I couldn't help but over here, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I assumed he was with our group, because he, but he was just very quiet. And when our group left, um, he offered me a lift and said, I couldn't over, help but over here, you lived where I live. Do you want a lift instead of getting the train? So I said, yeah, got in his car. He went, so you're talking about ghosts back there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm into them. And he was like, oh, I've got a story. But blah, 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 blah. And he was saying he didn't want to tell me he didn't want to pass this curse on. So I was intrigued. Anyway, his story was he went to Glastonbury on holiday, not during the festival, mm. right, with his wife and his, like, two kids. And he was filming with an old VCR video camera, his wife and kids playing about. Mm. And he looked up at the tour and noticed white-robed, in white, like, figures wearing white habits walking round in a circle. Mm. So he went, oh, what's that? And so he zoomed in with the camera. And as he zoomed in with the camera, they all stopped and all turned, like, and faced the camera, right? Mm. So he was like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So he just quickly zoomed back to his wife and kids. Anyway, when he got back and watched and the watching the video... As he gets to the point where he zooms in on these figures, all of a sudden, the video turns black and white, turns upside down on the screen, and it's footage of him and his wife and kids being zoomed in on. Oh. And then it just cuts out. And then he went on to tell me, like, like I was genuinely terrified. He went on to tell me loads of spooky stuff about, like, thinking that, 
after seeing that this happened to him, that happened to him, it was bad luck. I should never tell anyone and all this carry on. Um, and I ran home saying Hail Mary full of grace several times over because I was that fucking terrified. <laughs> I told him to drop me off four streets away so that he didn't know where I lived. Anyway. So, nice. um, so the next section is about the tribunal. Oh. Situated on Glastonbury's High Street, the tribunal is a spot of great significance, unknown to the tourists, little known to and less realised by the inhabitants. This is the tribunal building where the chief abbot formerly dispensed justice. Justice. The tribunal is a beautiful building with lovely ceilings and a repose of its own. It is now the tourist information centre and museum. However, the ghosts here are seen not just above ground, but also below. As in, in the basement? What shall we see? Yeah. During the 1960s, a gas worker had to explore the tunnels for the latest gas pipes to be laid. He entered the tunnel at the tribunal and ventured below. He lit his lantern and began to walk down the tunnel examining the structure. Suddenly, he realised that there was somebody ahead of him, but carrying a lamp with a candle. He believed it was a colleague of his who must have entered the tunnel from the other side. He began to shout and walk towards him, but there was no response from the colleague. He stopped and began to wave his lamp side to side to cause a distraction. The lamp copied the movements. He once again again shouted his colleague's name, but once again there was no reply. He stood watching the lamp as it started to dim and then fade away. He returned back upstairs where he found his colleague sat waiting for him. He realised his colleague wasn't the person with the lamp, but not only that, but the tunnel was blocked off at the other side in the early 1900s. Dun, dun, dun. I like the way they threw a tunnel in there as well. They didn't mention. There was like no segue to the fact there were tunnels. It was like saying, mm. um, so there's a shop on the corner and there's a story about it. Oh, what's the story? Well, in 1910, somebody went into the tunnel. What, what, what tunnel? Be there a tunnel below your shop. Keep. Yeah, tunnels. Tunnels. Um, there is a final section if you're interested. Go on, we've got five more minutes. Okay. It's uh, the Georgian Pilgrims. Which sounds like a pub. It sounds like a pub, and it looks from a bit from the picture like it's a pub, but I'm not too sure. So let's find out. Let's see. Um, it says a discussion on Glastonbury's hauntings wouldn't be complete without the George and Pilgrims Hotel. Death of a pub. The George and Pilgrims was been built in the 15th century to accommodate pilgrims visiting the Abbey. Not so funny. It was literally built in 14 something. Yeah, that's hard. And there are many ghosts attached to the building, and it is one of the most haunted hotels in Somerset, if not the country. I think we need to do Wintag Does Glastonbury, you know. Yeah, not not next week. What you t- obviously not next week. No, next week we're busy. We're at a festival next week. Yeah, but it's a festival. It's a festival in Glastonbury. Do you mean go some at another time of the year? Yeah, to right. Glastonbury Village. Because we've already said we're not going to Glastonbury Village, we're going to Glastonbury Festival. Right, okay. We've literally never set eyes on Glastonbury Village. No, and I also, to be honest, I wouldn't mind taking in some, some of um, Shepton Mallet. <laughs> <laughs> go on, I'm joking. You're such oh, a little turnip. I am a turnip. We need to go to, to, I think we need to go to Glastonbury. We should stay in this haunted hotel. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah. We're going to float you both. Float to my boat. Have you got no interest in this yes, podcast? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Spooky things for I it. Said, Let's yes. go and do some investigations and explore all these ghosts. Yeah, okay. Becca just wants to go to Glastonbury. Yeah, I've it, heard the village is dead good. I've heard it. Sounds like an expense to me. <laughs> yeah. In the oldest bedrooms, most of the ghost stories are found. They fall into the nighttime visitor category. One nightly ghost is that of a fat and cheerful <laughs> monk. Unnecessary. They're always fat and happy. Unnecessary. Always fat and happy. He is often seen walking through one wall to the next, laughing as he does so. One night, a visitor it's actually slightly deranged. 
One night, a visitor actually felt the monk bump into her bed, shaking her awake. When researching the ghost story, it's believed the monk had quite a sad ending. For whatever reason, the monk committed suicide in the room now known as the haunted cell. See, this is the lies about the happy fat. However, it seems that he is not bitter, in fact the opposite, for people feel happiness and delight when he's around. Oh, there you go. So I wonder why he committed suicide. So sad. Yeah, yeah. Recently, a travel journalist with The Guardian visited the Georgian Pilgrims to write a report about <laughs> So the way you said that implied that the monk had, was, had now recently become a journalist for The Guardian. <laughs> More recently, as a, as a travel journalist for The Guardian. Recently, as a travel journalist for The Guardian, the monk now resides in... Okay, a... but I didn't say as, just yeah, a yeah. travel journalist. Visited the Georgian Pilgrims to write a report about Glastonbury. During the night, his wife woke up and saw at the bottom of her bed a tall gentleman with long arms looking at her. She crossed herself and decided to reach out and touch him. What the fuck? Her hands passed right through him. She screamed, awakening her husband. What an odd decision. Yeah, but also, but what if her hand didn't go right through him? What? And it was a real person with just lengthy arms. She would have went back asleep. (laughs) Oh, it's all right. It's just a real man. Yeah, when she just scream? (laughs) Should you just scream if he's real or if he's if Why he's didn't a ghost? you wake me up? Well, I thought I'd touch him first. Why yeah. would you think Why that? Why didn't you wake me up? Because it wasn't a ghost, it was a real fella. <laughs> so she went back asleep. <laughs> Another ghost is one that manifests itself in sounds and smells. Staff have often heard in the function arguments. What? Do you mean function rooms? Well, that's not what it says, but it must be. Yeah, it must be what it means. Um, arguments and the smell of cigar smoke coming from the room. When they've opened the door, all that's left is the remnants of smoke in the air. Remnants of yeah, smoke. Um, it says there are countless other tales from this spiritual town, um, but we leave it to you to explore Glastonbury's darker side. I love that. Uh, the, if if you put that into ChatGPT and said, rewrite this last sentence, it would say, there are countless of other tales from Glastonbury, but we can't be asked putting them in this article. Would it be appropriate to... Give a shout out to the author of that fantastic article. Well, not after I've just said that, because it sounds like I've slagged them off. I'm not slagging you off, whoever you're about to be called. Go on, who is it? MJ Wayland. Well done, MJ Wayland. I know that name. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, um, I've got a book by MJ. An author, researcher, yeah. and tutor specialising in paranormal and alternative subjects. I was going to say, I've got a book upstairs by MJ Wayland. Do you? He yeah. has a blog, apparently. Yeah, I've got a book upstairs by him. And it's it very seems good, after, after giving us that content, it seems only right that we... Let people know what his blog is in case they're interested. Go on, then. It's called Walker of the Borderlands of Belief. Oh, mm. but no, yeah, I've got a, a book by him. I think it's just um, like 30 real life supernatural tales or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's very good. Anyway, on that, we'll leave you be. And um, we'll be back next week with a normal win tag. So when should we go to the village? I don't know. Let's discuss. But not now because we've got <laughs> nine other things to record. Okay. And they're on booking.com straight away. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Becca. You're welcome. See you later, guys. Bye, guys.